Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. I'm joined with master trainer Curtis Howden. Is that a thing, master trainer? Sure, that can be a thing, I guess. Today, we're gonna to discuss three essential fitness questions. Part two, those questions are, do I need to warm up? Should I do strength training, cardio, or both? And should I lift weights for strength training? Cue the intro. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. This is a fun topic to talk about because there's some really interesting side notes on this one, but um, I think we can start with the easiest question to wade through, which is, do I need to warm up? And the master trainer says, kind of. <laughs> and that's all have a good <laughs> that's day, all folks. thanks for being here <laughs> i'd only give a kind of to that people get all hyper about warm-ups but i've never been a guy that like spends 15 minutes warming up and then activating and then stabilizing yeah, gotta do my prehab my rehab activation visualizing gotta get the fluids all doing the fluids. my prehab which is altogether outrageous i'm one giant fluid that i need to warm up <laughs> Listen, I don't think it's bad to... Synovial fluids? Yeah, like going for a walk or something like that, if you've got the time for it, fine. But like when you're going in to do a workout, like you can do a few sets of what you're going to do at a lighter weight to prep that tissue and then go for it. That's what I do most of the time. Even when I was Olympic lifting, I'd show up, I'd do a few light sets and be like, oh man, this is, this is something I'm going to need to move a little bit better, maybe address that, and then just continue to up the weight and go for it. Mm-hmm. Like warm-up has become this thing where it's like a... Uh, a random mechanism all to itself and if like if you're really going to get after that joint i would actually often do that as like its own thing Mm. my joint level strength class i don't do that before i work out i do that as its own workout yeah and there should be a strength component to it there should be um, a mobility or an increasing range component to it there should be an exploratory component of what is that capable of right now and how much control does it have and I'm into that. I am. So you'd, you might think that I'd be on the other end of this. But when it comes to I'm going to do a workout, A, it depends what you're doing. And B, most of what you need to get done, unless you have some significant challenges you're working through, like if you've got the appropriate prereqs, go and start doing some sets of what you're going to do and go up to your working weight. Yeah. So if you're going to bench press, you know, start with the bar, do like 10, 15 reps with the bar and then add a little bit of weight, you know, like maybe 50%, do a couple of reps with that and then... And then let her rip? Yeah, I I usually take about three or four sets before I approach the weight that I'm actually going to do. But at the end of the day, like there's there's a large body of research that talks about the amount of warm up that you need to do. And we've we've had whole podcasts where we talk about ballistic stretching or all of these other things. But at the end of the day, what's really backed up is you can take a few a few runs at the, the exercise that you're going to do and build up the intensity until you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking from like my general experience, uh, just lifting weights and being active and exercising and martial arts and everything. I've had workouts where I do the prehab, the activation, the little glute bridge, monster walks, like, you know, fire up my glute meads, the glute and, uh, B ridge, my, Did little, you- <laughs> my little glute B ridges. Um, and I've had warm-ups where, and you know, the workout feels good after, and I've had warm-ups where I walk on a treadmill on an incline for 15 minutes, and the workout feels like, you know, it can kind of get me in the headspace. Ultimately, though, like what you said, like, 
I often warm up the way you're describing. I'll do like two or three sets of kind of like building myself up to my working way. And then I just let it rip. And uh, it just kind of gets me where I need to go a little bit faster. And, you know, I, it depends on the day, I think, too, for me personally. And we're talking personally, not like should you, like do you need to. But for me personally, I kind of listen to my body and what it needs for the day. Yeah, well, like do you need to? I would ask that person that question because I don't, I haven't met the particular person we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But like in general, if you don't have a joint issue and you're, you're feeling comfortable through the warm up, like, yeah. And on the other end of that, like if you feel like the front of your shoulder is really tender and you're warming up for a big chest day, you know what? A chest day might not be in the cards for you. Yeah. Like maybe that shoulder doesn't have the prerequisites you need and you should probably take a day to, to get control of what you need and probably start with internal rotation. Is, does this joint have rotation no well i probably shouldn't be loading it a lot then yeah that just happened to me a couple days ago i smashed myself doing uh dumbbell shoulder press like really quite heavy and then like two days later i was like i was kind of building more of like a calisthenics base worker and i was like i should need to do my handstands because i do handstands regularly i popped up into a handstand and my shoulders were like "Ah!" and i was like okay we'll do some l sits instead yeah it's not in the cards for (laughs) today maybe we'll do something else (laughs) But that's intuitive training. Yeah. Well, there's, there has to be an intuitive aspect of what you're doing. Like, I'm, I was on a neurological phase, the last phase, and I was supposed to be going for a, a really heavy set of four on the deadlift. But, like, my right SI joint was annoying me from the time I woke up that day. Mm-hmm. I, I started it with my lighter weights, and I was like, mm, this isn't feeling right. It's yeah. just not. So I went and did some other stuff to take care of that hip. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of listening to your body, but it, by and large, you're going to find quite a lot of research that comes around. Like an elevated body temperature is a good thing. You're going to get that by doing some lighter sets. Um, it's also a really good thing to be connecting with your tissues. Um, you're going to get that again by doing the same thing. But if you have something that you're actively working through, like, oh, I'm uh, fixing a back injury or something like that, then you might want a little bit more kind of peripheral warm-up stuff to get you in the right mindset or right space sometimes that's just the ideal time to make sure that you get that stuff done because it's it's the stuff that's probably not the funnest yeah well and you know a lot of the really big mobility stuff that you'd want to do to actually change ranges i i wouldn't recommend doing that before strength work that often Mm -hmm. like a lot of that stuff it's it's like do it as its own workout separate from this yeah and then later on warm up and go and you'll be surprised how good you feel like yeah, it's one of those things. So, so do I need to warm up? Kind of. <laughs> Seal that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> should you do some stuff? Should you just roll in and do a, like a 300-pound deadlift if that's your max? No, you shouldn't. But like, does it need Can to you, be... Can you, though? <sighs> should a lion stretch before it kills a zebra? <laughs> yeah. No, but they stretch when they warm up. Like when they wake up, they, they stretch. Yes. Right? So, but... You know, they do a lot of stalking before they actually go after that zebra, which sounds creepy, but, well, it kind of is. They're going to kill it, and they usually eat it butt first. Really? Oh, yeah, that's where the best meat is on the haunches. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's one of these things where, at the end of the day, should you roll in and just do your top set? You might get away with it, but I think that doing some preparation work is the right answer. There you go. Some. Maybe yeah. not as much as you think. That's right. It shouldn't blow away a third of your workout time. Yeah, don't spend 25 minutes warming up. Do your 20-minute workout and then cool down the stretch by. Yeah, that's right. Well, that brings you... That does get into another question, which is how hard should I work, right? And we've talked about that. 
Um, the fact is, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm doing a workout. Like, what's that stupid TikTok thing you've been telling me about? 1233 or something like this? Oh, yeah. So the things I've seen on TikTok anyways is there's a bunch of guys on TikTok saying that you only need one set. Anything after that is diminishing returns. So like one super hard set on everything that you do. So and then the other thing was 1233, which is like a 12 percent incline for speed of three for 30 minutes for like weight loss, fat loss, cardio. Let's talk about the first one. That's hype. Hype. That's straight up hype. And research would actually back it up. P.S. Like once you have one or two really good sets, if you're looking for muscle building specifically, but when you get up to your top set, it's kind of time to be like, well, am I going to back off of this or what am I actually going to do? Because you really only have one or two. And you know this. Everybody knows this. If they've been in like bench pressing, for example, if somebody overreaches on one of their sets that before their top set, that let's say they're supposed to do eight and they get to six and it's really hard and the next two are just grimy, but they barely finish them. What happens to their next set? It's not going to be there. Huge fall off. Huge Unless you rest off. five minutes like I used to. Yeah, that's okay. But <laughs> you still wouldn't perform as well. No. Because you're, you're using... And if you're resting five minutes, you're kind of defeating the purpose of trying to... That would be only strength. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be so much muscle gain. Muscle gain is going to be like the sweet spots right around the two-minute mark. And you could argue that. And there's, there's nuance to it, of course. But right around that two-minute mark is pretty solid. Yeah. But when you start resting longer, it gets more into strength. And, and at the end of the day, when people are saying, well, this is all you need, it's like, for what? Let's identify that first, for what? And what intensity are you working at? And if they're talking about a failure set, they're right, but guess how many sets it's gonna take to work up to that set? Between two and four. Well, intensity is such a, like a ambiguous, like relative thing because it's a perception-based thing as well. And a lot of people you'll find after a couple years of gym life, their perception of intensity or their resilience towards intensity will increase as they get stronger, as they get better, as they learn how to breathe through, through the punishment. Well, they're, they're building resilience, right? Yeah, so like your intensity, like year one, is not the same as intensity on year five. Like your mental toughness and discipline grows exponentially, whether it's strength training or strength, like strength training or hypertrophy-based. It also will change based on who's there. True. Like uh, I do a workout with Chase Cronk, and if he's with me, he is always pushing me, trying to say he's better than me, and I will not let that happen. Yeah. So I come out after a workout with him, and it's just plain more effective, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, I'll ride his ass, too. He gets a great workout because he's like, I'm stronger than you on deadlifts now. I've been doing it on my Smith at home. I'm like, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we went after it, and it's, uh, okay, we've got 325 on the bar, Chase. It's not that heavy. Let's do a set of 10. So I go and do my set of 10, and then he comes up, and he's like, well, I only got four, but I could have pushed for another one, too. Uh, I'm like, so I'm 60% better than you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we do. And doing a workout like that, man, it, it changes the game. If you have somebody that's willing to push you, mm-hmm. and yeah, he is every time, then it changes the game. But the real intensity thing, if you're looking for muscle building, you should have a set that, depending on the stimulus, that you're going to failure. And after that you're going to have to do a back off and you are going to have diminishing returns. But that isn't what it sounds like. It's not like, well, I did my one set. I'm out of here. It's like, well, by the time you do your, your kind of build up to that, you're going to have something that's like 85% of what you're going to do, 90, 97. Then you're going to do your, your working set. And then, yeah, that's actually correct with research. But it's not what it sounds like, is it? Yeah, because like on the videos, it's more, it makes it sound like just do one. Yeah. Don't do your build ups and like your, your don't like, don't work up to what the one set should be. They're kind of like, ah, you just need one. 
one really good set. Yeah, but it's like, well, how many sets you got to work up to to actually have that really good set? Yeah, it's and going to be about three. Four sets of six to eight reps is going to be the best backed research that you're going to find with about two minutes rest. And then the 12-3-3 cardio. You like that? Hey, listen, if you want to, so let's go through what it is first. It's a 12 incline on the cardio. 12% on the, on incline, the speed treadmill. three for 30 speed minutes. Speed three for 30 minutes, yeah. So this is low level cardio. This is, this is steady state cardio. Yeah. It's fine. That's, I, sure, you want to do that? Go for it. Is it going to be the most fat burning workout ever? No, research won't back that up at all. No. If you put that against high intensity intervals that are like a third of the time, it'll be like, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, that'll work out. Like, it'll play out pretty good. But the problem is when people say, well, oh, this is ideal. It's like, so that's the only way about it now? There's not a bunch of ways to skin a cat. It's just this? Yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about it. The 12 through 3, I'm not hating on it. It's easy to remember. It makes a lot of sense. I programmed it for people as a complimentary steady-state cardio on top of their resistance totally. training. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, but uh, on its own, it's kind of a crazy thing to say. It's nice. Well, it's nice because it's simple. And you can watch Netflix. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Have you tried to watch Netflix doing high-intensity rowing? Mm-hmm. Man, I just don't watch Netflix when I'm, do- when I'm working out. I nope. wanna, like, I'm looking to connect with my body and do something. I do when I'm skipping. I've been doing long, long bouts of skipping, and I've been watching Netflix. That's another story. So, question two. Okay. Should I do strength training or cardio or both? Master Howden. I'm going to overly simplify this one. So kind of. Yeah. No, I'm going to overly <laughs> simplify it. I'm going to say absolutely you should do strength training. Um, strength training is going to give you the most body composition changes. So that's um, building muscle and burning fat. Yeah. Burning it. Not losing it, burning it. Burns right off. <laughs> Man, I love that marketing. And then if you want cardiovascular changes and to support fat loss, you should do some cardio. Um, at the end of the day, do you need to do cardio at all? The answer is not really. If you vary your weights properly, you really don't need to worry about cardio that much. If yeah. you have a cardiovascular issue, you probably would want to worry about cardio. It's su- supplementary. Like we discussed, it's, it's easy. If you, just like, if you feel like you want that complimentary workout to watch Netflix and have a kind of mindless walk, the hormone, like the stress relief can be nice from it. Yeah, totally. I'm not against it. Like... If, I think so, strength training is priority. Like, I like agree. You. And if, if people find that stressful, it's like, oh, man, there's just so much data, whatever. It's like, yeah, 12-3-3, get it. I'm fine with that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, tell you what, do 12-3-3 twice a week and then go ahead and do 30 on 30 off for 10 sets once a week. Like, do it. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm happy. You should exercise. I'm into that. Yeah. But, like, if you're looking for the biggest bang for your buck uh, as far as body comp changes, as far as... Um, bone density changes as far as all of that stuff goes it's it's like well you got to strength train that's what you got to do and people won't like that i say that but it's if you look at the research it's actually really well backed up Mm. the problem that i see with strength training is when people get overwhelmed it's like tell you what just just start doing some cardio for now that's fine i don't care you know what upsets me with people when they strength train just stare right at the camera Mm. (laughs) no it upsets me when people are like man i just get bulky super fast I just get super muscly, super fast. I wish. You know, I would like to drive a car, but I'm just afraid that if I do, I'll become Mario Andretti. So, yeah, that, that's an upsetting thing for me, honestly. Like when people don't want to lift weights because they put on muscle too fast, which is a load of to me. 
Well, it's, it's not just to you. It's, it's a load in general. I've, I've had somebody recently, a trainer talked to me and she was saying, yeah, this client, she's built like a linebacker, which, okay, sure, whatever, random fact. Um, but like, she just tells me her legs explode if she even does anything legs. I'm like, oh, so she defies common human physiology? Uh, is she super lean and super jacked? Well, no. Well, weird. So I believe the crux of this one is that people often, like think about a dude that's sore. Like if you're sore, if your pecs are sore, do you feel bigger? Yes, right now. Yeah, you feel more muscular when you're sore. Your sensation changes. And I think that's the phenomenon it, that we're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. There's awareness there and there's a concern about getting big because they probably have this deep-seated belief that muscles make you manly, which I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. But um, the idea of it is really interesting because every time I've run into somebody like that, I just say, okay, listen, I'm going to build my program around that. So you're going to avoid legs? Absolutely not. No, I'm going to give you rep ranges that aren't muscle building and we're going to do measurements. And every time the measurements do not reflect what they feel. And sometimes you can overcome it and sometimes you can't. But I wish it was that easy to get jacked. Oh, man. Like this is, that's, that's a crazy thing to consider. I have to flex to sit beside you. Should I do strength training or cardio, though? Where do you land on that? What would you actually say if you had to just say an answer? Strength training, cardio, or both? What would you say? I absolutely shoot for strength training every single time. It's not even that it depends. It should be like strength training is like your priority. And if you're going to do both, it's supplementary. Or like you want like the hormonal release to feel good or it's just a little bit easier. And it's like it can... Because strength training can kick your, kick your butt a lot of the time. And doing steady state cardio doesn't really kick your butt. It's pretty, pretty chill. And if you like that chill, little down, little meditative session of like just kind of cruising on the treadmill, getting a light sweat and feeling good, then I think that's a good thing. But I think you should do strength training. For me, it comes back to what are you willing to do? I think strength training is like the, the non-negotiable one. Um, you could negotiate around cardio a little bit. I've had clients that are like, I do not want to spend time on a cardio machine. And I'll give them like a systemic phase every now and then. And it keeps their lungs going, keeps them healthy, and everything goes well. But, you know, do you need to do both? Do you need to make this big, complex plan? Like, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You could literally have two exercises at the end of your workout that you do that gets, you, gets your cardio exactly where it needs to be. It's fine. For me, it's skipping. I love skipping right now. That's good. If you love something, you should do it. My jumping rope counts my jumps for me, Curtis. Did you see it? It's like, a, like one of those skip-its when we were kids. Yeah, kind of yeah. like one of those. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But yeah, my, my rope connects to my phone Bluetooth and it has like a different intervals, like, you know, 500 or 100 jumps times five. And then it can kind of like progressively overload your skipping. Oh, that's cool. I like that. It's fun. Yeah. Next question. Last question. Should I lift weights for strength training? And I'm assuming this is kind of an ambiguous thing. But this I is not weights? ambiguous. What this gets to, in, in my view, this question is like, do I just need to use body weight? Now, this is a really interesting chasm. Well, I was also going to say bands. Well, that's, yeah, do I need weights. to lift weights? It's like, well, bands are still, like I had a lady one time that we were doing a tennis program and she was like, my son will not lift weights. He's like 12 years old, really overweight, which is fine. I don't care. Um, he will not lift weights. That'll damage him for life. It's like false. He can use bands or whatever, but not weights. I'm like, it's still just force. In fact, bands escalate as you lengthen them, whereas weights, I know exactly what he's lifting. Yeah. No, we'll never agree on this. I'm like, well, no, we don't need to agree on it. It's just force. We should be managing the amount of force we put his body under. Should we not? Yes. Okay. So whether that's a weight or a band, 
we should be managing it accordingly. We'll never agree on this. I'm like, what about a cable machine? No bands are better. False. You don't even know what you're lifting. Based on the and escalating, the, de-escalating tension yeah, like is a weird escalating thing. Escalating tension, randomized weight. When they say, oh, this is a 50-pound band, I'm like, at what heat? At what term of usage? I've never thought like, about at heat. At what length? I've never thought about the heat of the band, yeah. but that's a true fact. Well, you take a regular band and you use it for three months, and it's going to have more stretch to it than it used to. Yeah. So it's like, and I've had this conversation with multiple people, including a physio before, where it's like, no, bands are a progression. Bands are a progression from a cable. A cable, you know what the weight is. Mm-hmm. Whereas bands, you don't. So it is a little bit random. Yeah. And, you know, they have huge value. They do. Like TheraBand, when somebody has nothing at home, perfect, do it. But if I had my choice, if I was doing a therapeutic exercise, I would choose a cable over a band because I can actually identify what I'm doing and I can change it accordingly. Consistency through the whole range. Totally. But I think what they're talking about here, body when they're weight. like, should I lift weights? I think that they're going after like body weight versus external um, stress. Yeah. And this is a really interesting thing because I, I see that the conversation is kind of moot for me. It's like, well, so why is lifting your own body weight better? Oh, it's easier on your joints. It's like, ah. Uh, Tell me that after some handstand pushups, my dude, friend. Dude, I'm saying like, and I can do a lot of these drills. Like doing a few sets of ring muscle ups is a kick in the face. Like, it's hard, especially if you're going nice and strict on the transition. There's no way that you can tell me that that's easier on your body than doing some basic front raises or lateral raises. Yeah. Like, we can build prereqs around the joint with very low levels of weight that aren't available in body weight training. And I know that you can do, like, all your push-ups elevated on a bench and all these sorts of things. But if you think about it, if you have five-pound dumbbells versus doing an incline push-up, you can regress more to suit where the joint is at. Yeah. Right? There's more variability. So for me, should I lift weights for strength training? Listen, strength training is a hard guess for me. I love calisthenics. I love that approach. But the place that that falls apart for me is what are the prerequisites like at your joint? Yeah, calisthenics. Where do we go with this? Strength training versus body weight training. As a man who does both frequently, and I love both, I think calisthenics is much more challenging to progress and regress in a safe manner. Uh, whereas when you're lifting weights, exactly like you said, like doing a bicep curl or tricep extension or lateral raises for your shoulder is way easier to regress and dial down for somebody and maybe even catch up areas that might be lacking versus in a bodyweight calisthenics based version. Like, yeah, there are regressions and progressions out there, but there can be harder to figure out like the information is a little bit less accessible i would say i've never understood why it has to be one or the other like it's like when i was teaching will how to ride his bike because because some people just want to do body weight at home and have no equipment and then that's also like some people get a pride out of that you know what i mean like if you only had kettlebells some people are like i only do kettlebells because that's all you need and they get all what is it i've uh, heard the same about yoga like, I had a guy that used to say, <laughs> he's like, you can get everything you need out of yoga. I don't need anything else. And then we were going on a hike, and he, like, tapped out after the first half K. It's like specialists. <laughs> guys, guys turn into specialists, and then they just totally. buy into just one speciality. But when we see that, for me, that's a challenge. It's a challenge to overcome because your mindset has shut off a whole zone of other things that could be valuable for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, calisthenics is better. It's like, listen, I agree that calisthenics are awesome. I do. I use a lot of those skills, a lot of those regressions, progressions. I see value in them. I do. But that doesn't mean that they trump everything that's out there. It means if nothing else is there, they're an awesome choice. Yeah. So 
for me, when, when should I lift weights for strength training? Well, the answer is yes, for sure. Your definition of weights needs to be less than you think. So like I was going to say, when I was teaching my son how to ride a bike, I gave him a Strider bike and I gave him a, a pedal bike with training wheels. And you'll see on, the, on discussion boards, like, you don't need training wheels, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. Well, with movement, it almost comes up every single time that if you do both, the middle line's going to be better. And mm. I taught my son how to ride a bike in 10 seconds because yeah. he had experience with pedaling. He had experience with balancing on his Strider. I put him on a bike, pushed him on the seat, and boom. That's yeah. all. So I think it's the same when it comes to exercise. Should you be offering your joints the, the appropriate stimulation that they need? Yes. So should I lift weights? Yeah. Whether that weight's your body weight or external stimulus or whatever it is, yes, you should lift weights. Yeah. I'm in the same camp. Obviously, a lot of these questions are like, you know, what are you willing to do? I think if you want to focus primarily on calisthenics, that it's not a bad idea to offer yourself a little bit of supplementary equipment, like a light and a medium kettlebell, maybe some light and medium dumbbells, so you can supplement your calisthenics with a little bit of different lightweight lifting and offer yourself that variance that would be valuable instead of just being a specialist like, I only do this because it is all good. I don't see a ton of value in the whole specialist thing. It's like, yeah, I'll use all the things available. It's fine. Well, but the handstand specialists sure make me jealous. Yeah. Because I can't handstand like them. Well, you can handstand pretty good. I bet you they can't deadlift and Olympic weightlift like I can. Well, that's all right. I'll challenge all the handstand. No, I'm not. Prioritize it. It's okay. <laughs> so I think that's uh, wrapped up in a nice tidy bow. Three essential fitness questions. Yeah. Do I need to warm up? Yeah, probably. Kind of. Uh, should I do strength cardio or both? Well, do strength. And if you want to add the, the rest in, that's cool. And should I lift weights for strength training? Yes. yes. <laughs> Fitness or fiction. <laughs> Boom. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.